Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Author Roundtable. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and during the next half hour, we'll be speaking with several very talented authors about their newly released books, what their inspiration was for creating their unique stories, and why it would be a great book to read and share with your friends and family. I'm always excited to, to have authors back on the show, especially when we've talked about several books. And, of course, this author, we've talked about Nathan Nat, uh, Rockin' by Babies. And now The Holiday Balloon is the title of the next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable by author J.W. McCoola from Christian Faith Publishing. J.W., thanks for being back on the show. Pleasure to be here. It's always good to be back. Now, tell everybody uh, a little bit about this story. So the Holiday Balloon is inspired by uh, our son, Benjamin, who, you know, as you know, has been the inspiration for kind of multiple stories here. But in this particular case, Benjamin is a little boy in New York City, which is where I'm originally from. And one evening after the Thanksgiving feast, Benjamin starts wondering how other children around the world celebrate the holidays. And part of that, uh, the adventure begins when his parents give him this gorgeous, majestic holiday balloon, uh, a balloon prettier than any balloon he's seen before. And as Benjamin's staring at it, um, once everybody else, you know, passes out into their uh, food coma, as Benjamin's staring at this holiday balloon, it actually takes on a life of its own. You know, Benjamin climbs in uh, the wicker basket and the balloon shimmies out the window. And uh, next thing you know, the the adventure of the holiday balloon uh, begins. The idea for these stories, uh, can you speak a little bit to how that kind of comes about uh, in the creative process? Sure. So what I found is, is that I, what I love about my son and what I love about children in general is that they're so young, they're naive, they're innocent, and it's to them the world is, is full of possibilities. I think the challenge we run into as adults is we kind of wall ourselves off, we, we go into our lane, and, and that's it. All of a sudden we become closed-minded and sent in our ways, et cetera, et cetera. But with a, with a baby, and, and my son in particular, um, he's in this little preschool class, and, and these kids come from all walks of life, all types of you know, different religions, all type of different backgrounds. And um, I was at one of his school events, and I noticed that, and I started wondering, you know, it, it's so nice that, that Benjamin is so curious about anything and everything in, in terms of how his little buddies and his little friends celebrate the holidays. So I think storytelling through children's books is a very effective way to create an entertaining story, but also to get kind of us as adults to open our eyes if you could say there was one aspect of Christian faith publishing that uh, really keeps you coming back for more, what, what do you think that would be? You know, I think it's their open-mindedness to the collaborative process. So I think with all these books, they've all been different. They've all been nuanced in, in some form or fashion. And every time I throw a curveball out at Christian Faith Publishing, they meet me halfway. You know, they're they're more than happy to kind of think outside the box. And as an author, you know, that's very important. You don't want to work with somebody that's kind of rigid and, and unbending. But Christian Faith Publishing has adapted with me for each one of these stories. And The Holiday Balloon uh, was an interesting challenge because um, I really needed a lot done with illustrations and formatting and everything else that was different. And they were able to to knock that out for me with, without complaining. Now, of course, we've got to I know you got another book that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet, Why Daddies Need Babies, but uh, are, are you working on anything new? Is there anything on the horizon for you? Yes, there is. So we have Why Daddies Need Babies, and then we have a couple more starring, of course, our uh, main man, Mr. Benjamin, <laughs> you know, uh, the source of this inspiration. So I'm working on two that are winding their way through the publishing process right now with Christian Faith Publishing. 
Uh, one is called When I Woke Up, and then the second part of that series is called When I Dream in Fantasyland. And I think what's interesting about this is uh, both of those books are uh, sequels to Why Daddies Need Babies. So um, what we're finding is, you know, thanks to some good reception from, from the original book, um, now there's going to be some sequels, and, and you'll see these kind of universes start to build out for these different storylines. So I'm excited excited about that oh that's great well we look forward to to more down the road now this this book the holiday balloon uh, when it's all said and done what do you hope kids get most and, and even like parents reading this too and, and with kids uh, what do you hope is the most important thing that comes across with this book yeah so i think you know it kind of harkens back to what i was saying a few minutes ago which is that you sit back and you think about how you know you might celebrate in this case it's the holidays but then i think the overall idea behind the holiday balloon is that yes there are different ways to celebrate yes there are different religions there's different cultures or different customs but what i found even doing the research for this book um, is that again there's so much more in common uh, than there is difference well i tell you what this is uh, an excellent book such a unique look at the holiday season that i think you know are going to be a perfect gift coming up on the holidays and i encourage everyone to pick up their copy the book is called the holiday balloon by author jw mccula from christian faith publishing you can get your copy amazon.com barnes and noble uh, itunes google play online as well as at the brick and mortar stores and jw thanks for being back on the show always a pleasure talk again soon of course ever since the tower of babel uh, you know uh, christianity and faith in the lord has gone through uh, a lot of diversity with different cultures and traditions and and i think this next book on the friday night author roundtable gonna take a look at that and how that truly uh, honors god the book is called playing the tribal card by author cynthia abuyo from christian faith publishing and uh, here to tell us a little more about uh, this is Hima Abuyo. Hima, thank you for being back on the show. Thank you for having me. Now tell everybody a, a little bit about this book. This book, you know, it gives a general picture or shows you know, how various cultural groups started and how the traditions of men ended up creeping into the Church of Christ and in some cases, you know, have dethroned the laws of God and ended up, you know, satisfying the sinful nature of men. You know, from time of, you know, Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11, there have been diversity all across, you know, different cultures, different traditions, different languages. And, you know, today people now serve God, you know, through the eyes of men and not always the way that God wants to be truly served. Now, what inspired uh, Cynthia to, to write this book? Where, where did that kind of begin? Based on where we, Cynthia was born in Nigeria, there are several cultures, several languages. And, you know, we can see how the different, the different cultures, you know, depending on where you go to church, you can see the differences. And even though it's the same Christianity, but you can see the differences. And some of these differences are obvious it's because of the culture of the people. And sometimes it, this, these differences, you know, they, they don't really help. They're not really promoting the basic word of God, you can see that they're merely promoting the traditions where these people come from or where or what they know more instead of you know, really promoting the, the word of God and what God wants to promote. And I have to imagine this is this is the kind of book that really uh, would be interesting to, to all Christians. Is that kind of the case? Oh, yeah. You know, because even here in the United States, you know, there are people from all ethnic backgrounds, all colors, all creeds, you know, races here. You see the same thing, you know, and of course, you know, with the with current age of internet, you know, even the younger ones, you know, see them trying to do things in a different way. But, you know, this book is kind of trying to highlight why, you know, Christians should be very careful that, you know, tribal and ethnic group, uh, divisions or differences or any type of difference for that matter, even if it's racial, should not be brought inside into the church of God. You know, we should keep God's things, you know, the way it is, stick to the Bible 
let's do with it. Now, of course, this is not the uh, the first book that uh, you and uh, Cynthia have published through Christian Faith Publishing. Does the publishing process get uh, easier with with each book that you have published through uh, through uh, Christian Faith? Yes, it does. Because at least for us, you know, we, they are the first publishers we've used, so we kind of learn from one book to the other. And you know, when we're working with them, there are some things that you know we can now see that you know this here and there. So we we did you know kind of um, learn from what or feed forward from what we did in one book to the other book so we did learn and that that was helpful when it's all said and done and people have read this book uh, playing the travel card what do you hope is the most important uh, message of this book what do you hope people get from this what i hope that people get from it to avoid religious differences in the service of god you know that in serving god that you no know, yes we, we may have different languages different cultures we should keep those out of the service of god our God is one, and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, so we don't want to see traditions of men creeping into the service of God or into the church of God. So we need to, as much as possible, keep those out. But you no, know, by all means, where the different, where we can learn from our diversity, we need to learn from it and grow spiritually from that. But not use that, you know, to divide the church of God or now make or create a. Differences and dichotomy where there was none. Well, this is a, to me a, a fantastic book because, as you said, you know we're all we're all different. We all come from different backgrounds, but uh, you know, it, keeping that separate from uh, letting the traditions and the ideas of man uh, disrupt our worship of God. Uh, and I think this is an important book and it's really going to uh, open a lot of eyes. The book is called Playing the Tribal Card by author Cynthia Ibuyo from uh, Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, uh, Google Play, online, the brick-and-mortar stores, just a handful of the locations. And uh, Hema, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Chris. Growing up, imagination was so important to me, and of course, I think it's important to all kids, and books were a wonderful way for imagination to come to life in my mind. This next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, a great book speaking to the power of imagination. The book is called Theo's Magical Stone by author Jennifer R. Perkins from Fulton Books. Jennifer, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I'm honored. Now, tell everybody a, a bit about your story. Theo's Magical Stone is a story about the power of imagination. Um, with the help of his forest friends and a magical stone, Theo discovers he can have anything he desires as long as he can imagine it. So basically, I like for my books to teach children about the law of attraction, like attracts like, what we imagine we can create. And with this book and my future books, I want to encourage children all over the world to understand that by using their imagination, they can create anything they desire to have the life of their dreams. Now, what inspired this book? Did, did you draw from any of your own personal experiences in writing this? Um, I would say I've been kind of reading up on Law of Attraction for about the past five years. So that definitely has inspired me to write this book. And it's kind of funny because I never knew that I wanted to write a children's book until last year I was pregnant with my son, Theo. So it's actually about him. And I just had uh, this thing in my mind just kept saying, sit down, write a children's book, sit down, write a children's book. So after about a week, I finally listened to my intuition and went ahead and wrote it. Now, what kind of uh, age range uh, have you geared this book towards? Uh, what's kind of like your target audience here? I would say all children would benefit from this message of using their imagination. But if I had to target a certain age, I would say four to seven, four to eight. But I would even say um, adults. 
they would also benefit from this message too. Now, how was it for you working with Fulton Books to, to be able to see your book uh, come to life on the page and to, to be able to have this message to share with kids? Oh, Fulton Books is amazing. Um, like I said, this is my first book, so I didn't really know what I was doing in the beginning, but they were with me from the moment I started, and it was a great process. Now, I know you said uh, you talked about uh, future books. Do you have anything uh, on tap, anything uh, that you're working on right now? I do. I actually wrote another one already, so it should be published very soon. And all my books are going to have the same theme of teaching kids about law of attraction, power of imagination, just different characters and a different plot line. So I'm very excited to get my second book out, too. We look forward to, to that down the road. Now, now this book, Theo's Magical Stone, if you could say there's a, a main message, what would that be? The main message is just to encourage children to use their imagination and encourage them to, like I said before, I want all children all over the world to understand that by using their imagination, they can create anything um, they desire to have the life of their dreams. So that's my biggest message that I want to portray. Well, this is a, a wonderful book, and I think kids are, are really going to gain a lot from this. And as you kind of uh, alluded to earlier, that even adults reading this to and with kids, I think, will, will learn a lot. Because sometimes we, we forget uh, about that power of imagination as we grow older, and I think everyone needs to pick up their copy. And of course, uh, the, the Christmas season is upon us. So a perfect gift. The book is called Theo's Magical Stone by author Jennifer R. Perkins from Fulton Books. You can get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, uh, Google Play, just a few of the online sources as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. And Jennifer, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I think going to be a, a fun book for kids and a wonderful lesson at the heart of it. The book is called Grace and Mercy, A Story of Lessons, Friendship, and Love by author Pastor Frank Bryant Jr. from Christian Faith Publishing. Frank, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Now tell everybody uh, a bit about this book. Uh, this book is about a, a young girl by the name of Sierra who her parents decide to move to a new neighborhood. Uh, Sierra is excited because she wants to make new friends. But once they move, she finds that making friends is not as easy as uh, she thought it would be. And so her mother decides to allow her to play with her two friends that she has from childhood called Grace and Mercy. Of course, there are two invisible friends that uh, Sierra uh, adopts wholeheartedly, and that's when the adventure begins. Now, where did the idea for this book come from? Did, were you able to draw from any of your own personal experiences in writing this? I am a pastor, so I was getting ready for a sermon pertaining to Grace and Mercy, and God just you know, gave me the idea around 2005, and it actually probably took me about five days to write. I just started writing and kept writing, and before you know it, it was was all done. I, I have to imagine with the, uh, the the problem Sierra has of making friends, that's really, you know, a, a lot of kids at any age range could could uh, relate to that. Is that kind of what you had in mind? This is really, a, uh, you know, a lot of kids and even adults, I'm sure, would probably find a, a great message in this book. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've had uh, children to read the book that loved it. I've had adults to read it and give testimony that it, it's an awesome book at any age because I think some of the problems that of course, Sierra goes through, I think, it's problems that are just common to children uh, that everybody goes through. And the way that she handles uh, each problem is, is, I think, very intuitive and funny, and it's comical, and it's, and it's a learning experience. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to see this book come to life on the page and to be able to, to share this message? They were great. You know, every step of the way, they stayed in contact. They uh, gave me everything that I needed uh, in terms of the tools to 
checking, the spelling, just every every phase of, of the book was very enjoyable working with them. They're very easy to work with, and uh, I would do it again and again. Now, have you thought about maybe uh, more stories with these characters, or do you have any anything new you're writing or working on? Uh, I have thought about getting this story animated, and there are some other things that I've thought about working on. I've got a couple other ideas of books that I've started sketching. Some of them is a little more mature. Some of them is, you know, has something to do with kind of the Christian experience and, and walking in victory. So I, I do have a couple other things that, that I am working on. Now, this book, Grace and Mercy, when kids read this or even even as we talked about earlier, adults reading this to and with kids, uh, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across from this story? The most important, uh, I think, message to come from this story is just simply love, because that's what it is. It's, it's a lesson of friendship and love, and friendships are important. The way that you treat people are, are very important. And you have to judge people based on their heart, not by a number of other factors that many people get judged on. Because this is a book about an interracial family, and so it's a lot of dynamics that this book brings out, uh, and uh, that I think a lot of individuals in today's society would be able to grasp and, and understand. Well, that is, uh, like you said, in this day and age, that is a message that we, we all need to hear. And, and of course, uh, how we treat people and the love we show is is so important. And, and getting that message to kids early, I think, is fantastic. And like you said, even adults, we, we need that lesson as well. The book is called Grace and Mercy, A Story of Lessons, Friendship, and Love by author Pastor Frank Bryant, Jr. from Christian Faith Publishing. You can get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, and at the brick-and-mortar stores. And uh, Frank, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, a, a book I'm really interested to find out more about. The book is called The Sun Rose and Angels Cried by author Willie G. from Christian Faith Publishing. Willie, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Now tell everybody uh, about this book. It's about growing up. It's uh, about dealing with heartbreak. Ultimately, it's about the meaning of life. Everything you have to deal with every day, consciously, unconsciously, whether you're awake, you're asleep, your total environment. If you're looking for the meaning of life, and that's that's really big picture, uh, the answer is in this book. Just look for it, and it's staring you right in the face. Now, what inspired this? Uh, what uh, what did you draw on from to, to, to create this book? Oh, just uh, really my own life, everything that I've experienced in life, and going to college and looking at what other people uh, have done and what my professors had to say about life in general and philosophy. I thought that, uh, you know, I had something to put out there. So I sat down and uh, and I wrote all this, uh, I wrote it all down and it came out into uh, this book. Who do you have this uh, book targeted towards? Or, or is this something where like anybody who reads it really could could find uh, something to, to latch on to and learn from? I would say it's more for the uh, adult and young adult. It's uh, relatively simple, but at the same time complex. There's a bit of maturity that's required. But if you're in junior high, if you have the proper guidance, I, I think even they would do well to read it and compare and contrast it to their own life. It's, it's a wonderful thing to do because it gives one perspective. How was your experience working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to get this book published and to be able to, to share your story? Oh, wow, that was easy. I sent in my manuscript. They read it. 
they liked it and approved it, and uh, we were off and running. It was it was really that easy. Now, are you working on anything new, uh, a follow-up to this, or do you have anything else you're writing? Well, I have six books in my head, but uh, right now I just haven't had time to uh, go ahead, sit down, and, and get going again. But yeah, definitely, uh, I have a lot more to say. Well, that's excellent. We uh, we look forward to more from you uh, in the future. Now, now this book, the the sun rose and angels cried. When when people are are finished reading this at the end of the day, what do you hope is the most important message they get from your story? Well, like I said at the beginning, there's there's definitely the meaning of life in there, but also it tells you that our everyday lives or the lives of the the average person. We're all affected by the environment around us. And when you look at this, you find out that government puts itself into your life in one way or another. And what they do, what the government does, has great meaning in our lives. And uh, that's something that the reader will find out when they read this book. They'll see it. It, it, They can't help. It's almost like being slapped in the face. So, you know, hopefully... A lot of people out there are curious, and uh, they'll pick it up and read it. Well, that's why I encourage everyone to pick up this book because it just—it seems like one of those, you know, eye openers, a thought provoker, and and I think a, a very interesting story. And and like you said, you know, kind of a, a, a meaning of life. Everybody's looking for that, and I think they're going to find a lot in this. The book is called "The Sun Rose and Angels Cried" by author Willie G from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a handful of the locations. And, Willie, thank you for being on the show. Oh, no, thank you very much, and Merry Christmas. Sometimes you read the title of a book, it puts a smile on your face, makes you laugh, and you know you're going to be in for a good story. And I think that's what we have next on the Friday Night Author Roundtable. The book is called Stinkin' Lincoln by author Lisa Zaneski from Fulton Books. Lisa, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about this story. Um, the story, Stinkin' Lincoln, is about a real dog. He is a terrier. Uh, he's one of my best friends. He is always getting into trouble, and this story is about a time that he needed to get a bath because he was just a mess. What made you decide to take uh, this idea and, and put it into a book and, and share this? Where did the inspiration come for that? Family members and I and uh, my boyfriend, Frank, who is his owner, we would always tell stories about him, and we just discussed how he would be such a great book character because there were so many wonderful stories about him. So one day, I just decided I'm going to write a book about him. What kind of uh, age range uh, is this book for? Is this really kind of a, uh, a book that uh, yeah, everyone's going to love? I think that everyone would love it, especially dog lovers. Uh, my target readers are really up to about third grade as far as uh, children and classrooms. I've been reading the book to kindergarten and first grade classrooms, and they seem to enjoy it greatly. Now, how was it working with Fulton Books to to get this book published and to see it come to life on the page? It was probably the easiest experience that I've ever had. Megan from Fulton Books, she answered my questions immediately. She described step-by-step. Any ideas for corrections that I had were immediately done. So it was a wonderful, easy experience. Now, do you think we might uh, see see more from uh, Lincoln, or do you think about, have you thought about maybe turning this into a series, or are you working on anything new? I am actually 
actually working on a chapter book about Stinkin' Lincoln. This book that I have out currently is one of the chapters. I'm hoping to actually finish it by uh, this Christmas vacation. I'm a fifth grade teacher, so I have some time off to work on it. Oh, excellent. Well, we're looking forward to, to more adventures with Stinkin' Lincoln down the road. Now, now this book, when, when kids have read it or, or like, you know, parents are reading it with kids and, and two kids, what do you hope is the most important thing that they get uh, for, from reading this book? Well, I think it's important when you're reading children's literature to just be able to laugh. Um, there's so much technology now, we forget the joy of reading a book. And I, I think with the character of Lincoln, it, it brings, um, you know, the aspect of reading being fun back again. Um, there are a lot of um, motion words that parents can act out with the kids as they read it. People can relate if they have a dog. And it's just something nice to sit down and go over with your children in a fun and whimsical sort of way. Well, that was always one of my favorite uh, and most enjoyable times as a kid when I'd sit down with my parents and they'd read to me. And then later as I got older, reading myself. And I think instilling that that love of reading in kids is uh, great uh, at a young age. And of course, when it's a fun book like this, I think that just instills that even more. And I encourage everyone to pick up their copy. Of course, uh, Christmas just around the uh, corner and a great gift. The book is called Stinkin' Lincoln by author Lisa Zaneski from Fulton Books. You can pick up your copy today at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, online, the brick-and-mortar stores, just a handful of the locations. And Lisa, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us for the Friday Night Author Roundtable. We'll be back next week with another great group of talented authors to discuss their books, their process, and their accomplishments. Have a great weekend, everyone.